If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Better with Dr. Erica. I'm your host, Dr. Erica. You know that Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist that you love? Well, tune in for this special episode. This time, you get two psychiatrists instead of one. Because guess what? We're talking about trauma today. And my special guest is Dr. Alana Curry, and she is really one of my super friends. She is a trauma psychiatrist and has a special skill for breaking down the practical aspects and biology of trauma in such a way that is so easy to understand. She definitely is bringing something special for you. So whether you already identify that you have experienced trauma or not, you're going to want to listen to every single moment of this episode. I can guarantee that someone you know and most likely someone you love has dealt with trauma. So this will help you understand them or even yourself more. When we know more, we can be better and do better. This episode will answer, what is trauma? How does trauma affect your body? What part of your brain is related to trauma? How does trauma relate to your mental health? What are the major areas in the brain involved in mental health? What is a review of systems? Is trauma treatable? What is trauma reactive behavior? Does self-awareness take practice? And last but not least, what is the love skill and how can you use it to deal with stress and trauma? I'm so excited that I can't wait for you to hear this actual episode. I just I just can't hardly hold it in. So let's get to it before I literally jump out of my seat onto the show. And welcome to Better with Dr. Erica. I am your host, Dr. Erica. I am your double board certified Harvard trained psychiatrist here to help you be better, do better, and live better. But remember, I may be a psychiatrist, but unless you are paying me to be your psychiatrist, I'm not your psychiatrist. And we're just talking about some potential solutions and things that can help. So I am beyond ecstatic today because guess what? I actually have another psychiatrist on the show today. I know. I actually know all of the cool psychiatrists because one of the things, and I know my guest is going to laugh about this, is there's this myth, and I hear it and see it all the time, that all psychiatrists are white men or that they're white or that they're old or that they're weird. And my guest is None of those things. 
So my guest today is Dr. Alana Curry. She like me, you know, we're we're one of the we're some of the cool psychiatrists. She's also black, so she, she isn't a white man. And as I said, she's a woman. So we are breaking. I know we do exist. We do. I feel like it's one of those Disney cartoons, and they're like, they do exist. So I am so honored because this woman is so busy. So the fact that she took time out for me and for you really means a lot and just touches my heart. So let me get, I might as well tell you her name. Her name is Dr. Alana Curry. And as you know, we have talked about the fact that my ministry is not reading bios. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Then I'm going to let her do it because she can do it better than me. So the really cool thing about Dr. Alana Curry is she is a board certified psychiatrist. And one of the things that she's, that makes her really unique is that she specializes in a, a holistic and comprehensive approach to trauma. So not only can she treat just overall mental health, but she is just phenomenal at looking at things through lenses of trauma and empathy. And she's also done a lot of work in the space of trauma and empathy and utilizing those lenses to help people build practical skills to not only increase their mental health, but to increase the mental health of people around them. She had provided intensive treatment to United States military veterans for 12 years. Now she's on to doing other things. I'm not going to say bigger and better because everything she does is is great. So I'm not going to put a value judgment on which thing she did that is best. But I'm super proud of her and, and just impressed with the fact that she's taking a lot of these skills and a lot of these things that just everyone needs to know and is now shifting into a model that helps teach these skills to the masses. And the other thing that just makes me excited is it's someone other than some random TV personality that doesn't have credentials trying to teach people about how to deal with their trauma. So she actually may have the skills to help you fix your life. So with all of that said, so can you tell the people out there a little bit about yourself, Dr. Alana? Yes, ma'am. I'm Dr. Alana, trauma psychiatrist, and I am retired from clinical medicine. I specialize in education now, speaking and training people on how they can understand psychological trauma and ways, skills that they can use to activate their brain to get better outcomes. I think all of us um, need help with dealing with our stress and anxiety. And, you know, I just really focused on coming to people with a, uh, solution, um, and versus just kind of keep wallowing in the problems, I guess you could say. Well, thank you so much. And before we get to the biggest part of the conversation, I have a couple of this or that questions to give the audience a little chance to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? I'm ready. Steak or sushi? Mm, Sushi. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. White castles or cold peppers wings from when they were open? White castles. Gotta I don't white know. Castles. I know, but I, I have, 
such a soft spot for cold peppers and people out there. It was like the best place for wings in yes. St. Louis. Cold peppers, I, cold, cold peppers was hidden, but White Castles is like a staple of my childhood growing up, coming back from skating. Uh, Got to stop and grab your White Castles. <laughs> I know. You know, I realized I really should have asked another question. So I'm going to switch it to this one. Emos or White Castles? Ooh, don't do me like that. Don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> For all y'all out there, Emos Pizzas. Emos Pizzas, yeah. I'm going to still go with White Castles, but it's tough. <laughs> you know, I had to at least bring a hard, one hard question. The next yeah. one, are you team iPhone or team Android? Team Android. Team I Android. Love you. I, I, I used to have an iPhone and because of, you know, my, uh, some of my health problems, I dropped my phone a lot. And so oh. I'm like, make a real screen. I run, I've run over this, uh, Android, this Samsung with whole bike tires and everything else. And it is still fine. So I, I can't, I can't go back to fragile. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, the iPhone. I love iPhones, but they love to put glass on that sucker. Yeah, they 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 got to do better. I, they, I was, I was tired of cutting up my fingers. <laughs> you remember that old Verizon commercial where the dude had the bloody fingers from swiping? <laughs> I have known that. I've I have experienced that. I can't take it no more. Indeed. And the last one is laundry or dishes. Ooh. Dishes, definitely dishes. <laughs> I, I'm I'm allergic to laundry. I'm, I try my best. I try my best to to not put it away. Just leave it I, there. I'm not mad. At <laughs> I I'm almost addicted to do laundry, but it's more of the act of doing the laundry, not necessarily putting it up. Okay, well we 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 would get along because I'll do the dishes and you do the laundry, and it'd be okay. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And you guys may have picked up on the fact we're both from St. Louis, Missouri. But the thing that is super nuts is we're both psychiatrists. We're both from St. Louis, but we did not know each other growing up. I know. I don't know how that happened. That's that's it's, unusual. And St. Louis isn't that It's about big. this big. Yeah. I so call it my big, my big little country city. I know. I know. It's like, I, I miss it, though. It's like, I don't necessarily want to live there again, but... You know, I was the I one that said I was never you. going back, but I lived there twice in adulthood. So um, I, apparently I told told lies to myself, <laughs> told lies. <laughs> well, I, I'm praying for St. Louis because I really do. Uh, it makes me sad to see how things are going at home. But I, I do believe that we're all due for a bit of a, a metamorphosis. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Oh, yes. I feel like we are in one huge season <laughs> of change. <laughs> Because I, I don't know, have you? Uh, it's super triggering. So I, it was the one thing I chose to go ahead and watch because I haven't even been able to make myself like watch When They See Us or 12 mm -hmm. Years a Slave or any of that. But I watched that Spike Lee docuseries on HBO Max. It's like, I think it's, is it um, something about new NYC epicenters and it's like from 9 mm. 11 to 2021 and a half. Mm. I haven't seen that. I highly recommend it, but you just have to watch it when you have enough emotional reserve. Yeah. Because it, it goes through everything. Originally, when I turned it on, I thought it would be just about 9-11, but it literally goes through so many things yeah. to the point where you start forgetting how many things have happened over the last even two years. Yeah. We've had an extraordinary amount of trauma 
it recently and in the past that we've never recovered from, haven't fully talked about. So um, yeah, it's a, I'll definitely check it out. But I think that right now what people are feeling is, um, and I, my son told me this, I'm not sure if it's true, but he learned that um, in a cocoon or chrysalis, the butterfly or the caterpillar almost completely liquefies before it becomes a butterfly. And that I think is sort of the state of the world right now where we're having to uh, shake some systems loose and liquefy some things in order to uh, evolve to a a different state. We won't even, well, we'll call it better because it will be better because to me, um, when you strip down the problems of what we're seeing in society, it's a psychological crisis. And that Mm -hmm. the word psychology and emotion and spirit, I equate those. I know they're, they're sort of a different way of looking at a different thing, but the words that we use are really all looking at the same concept that we're going through an emotional, spiritual, and psychological crisis in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I see it. So that is the perfect um, transition into trauma is one of those words that people have been talking about for years. And it's almost like, it reminds me almost like self-care that there's a point where so many people talk about it that there no longer is really an, a common understanding of what it even means. Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell the people, especially as someone that specializes in this field, how would you define trauma? I define trauma as any event or series of events that causes a internally negative experience that then causes you to change the way you think about yourself other people are the rest of the world. And that is very different than how most people have been taught to define trauma, including me, including us, really. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, uh, even in our psychiatric training, uh, when, you, when we have a, quote, review of systems, um, trauma was one of the things that often was left off. It's been now, now we do a more thorough job of asking people about their traumas, which has developed over the last 10 to 15 years, but that's relatively new. Um, The concept of trauma really being a core experience that human beings have is still not pervasively practiced in our society. We have a tendency to think of it like, does the person you know, do they, are they bipolar? Do they have major depressive disorder? We have Mm -hmm. to do these categorizing um, diagnostic ways of thinking of a thing, which I think has value for sure. However, I really think that trauma has to be really understood as the, as the core experience that someone is going to experience in this world. You're going to have things that hurt. And what is traumatic to you, another person can go through the exact same experience and they don't define it as traumatic. It didn't bother them. It's not sticking with them. It hasn't changed how they're operating and what their brain programming is doing. And that's okay. But there's so many things that can cause trauma that I think it's important for us to all get to a common definition. And I love how how you break it down to 
there's the subject subjective thing about trauma, which is the individual the individual feeling or experience about something that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I did not just say this as eloquently as you did. And um, for all of you out there that did not do medical training, a review of systems, it's the part of an exam where it's almost, it reminds you of a super sophisticated checklist <laughs> when there are these things you're asking to just double check some other areas to make sure nothing else is going on there or to make sure that there's not something else you need to be looking at. It's kind of like if you you take your car in, they'll look specifically in depth in that area that you may come in with a complaint about, but then they kind of stick it on the machine and do that kind of inspection to check all the other stuff to make sure there's nothing else there. So that's mm-hmm. typically how I would describe a review of systems. And part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation is especially not only in our training and a lot of people's training, but also in the general public, there are some things that people think of when you hear trauma. Now, the interesting thing is even with these, you'll have people know like, I have never experienced trauma. And then you ask them a bunch of questions and they've been molested or we're in tornadoes, you know, and they're like, I I have no trauma. And, you know, I think a lot of times you'll hear about it when people talk about trauma, um, especially because a lot of the initial descriptions of PTSD came from veterans. So a lot of it was a lot of the thoughts initially were related more to combat experiences was that people look at trauma a lot of times and it's kind of like rapes, assaults, horrific Mm -hmm. acid accidents and major, you know, major disasters like hurricanes, (laughs) earthquakes, everything that's happened in Haiti. Um, And they'll look at that as trauma and they're, you know, there are so many other things that people experience that can be traumatic. And I love the the fact that your definition gives space for that because a lot of people have experienced trauma in the form of racism or white supremacy. They may have received or experienced trauma as far as their family interpersonal dynamics, you know, to things such as domestic abuse or emotional abuse. There's just such a wide variety of things that can be traumatic that I think it's important for all of us to have a wider lens Mm -hmm. because the next question I'm going to ask Dr. Alana is when you start opening the lens and thinking about what the average human experiences, it's, it's like a majority of people have experienced some level of trauma. What do you see with that and what can be done? Well, I think it's great (laughs) because trauma is treatable. And that is really the core message that I want to give people is that um, trauma is really about how your brain gets programmed by those experiences. Like, yes, it hurts. So one of the one of the people uh, or the groups that I've thought a lot about are law enforcement, because I think for many people, when you think of trauma as only like you have to get shot, stabbed, you have to go to war, you have to have this, this the big boom, you have to yeah. feel it terribly when it first happens. Like it doesn't have to be externally expressed. Like people sometimes are so used to traumatic experiences that you don't react. When if you live in the hood and it's shooting every night, 
then you you lay on your floor and you go to sleep and that becomes normalized, but it doesn't mean that it's not traumatic. It doesn't mean it's not programming your brain to be hypervigilant about certain sounds or to drop on the floor if you hear something loud when you're 60, right? If you mm-hmm. if your brain is programmed in a certain way, so like a police officer, when you respond to the things that they have to respond to and see people behave the way that they behave, they're, they're not every time horrified, but their internal brain's experience is programming their lens and how they look at and interpret the world. And we're swimming in trauma. There is no person right now on this planet Earth, 2021, who's not going through a viral global pandemic that has changed the way that we interact with each other and disrupted our healthy and unhealthy coping patterns that we were all addicted to. So we all are going through withdrawal. Um, There's an incredible amount of gun violence, trauma, uh, political violence on people with creating laws that criminalize and demonize normal human behaviors. Um, There's so many things that we are experiencing that you almost can't take in every uh, every single horrible thing that's going on right right now. And so there's a lot of people who are saying, I feel depressed. I'm tired. I'm stressed. My brain is foggy. Um, and all of these things are predictable patterns that happen in our biology when we experience these extreme events and these major changes. But if we haven't been taught to think about ourselves as, um, I'd say a three-part creature, animal, human, and spirit, right? I have this biology. It does things. It creates these huge invisible urges and surges inside of me, which I perceive as my psychology, my brain, my thoughts, how that manifests. And what I create is going to be based on this animal, human, spirit thing that I've got to control because it's if you don't know that you have an amygdala, right, which is the part of our brain that creates these invisible emotions and sensations all throughout our body that we perceive as feelings um, or emotions, if if I don't know I have that, then I'll blame you for making me feel this way. I'll blame my job or I'll blame the devil and God and demons and whatever else for what I'm feeling when a lot of it's coming from in me and nobody has taught me that. And I feel like that's a that's a anatomy lesson that we can give the world in less than an hour. <laughs> like, let's get it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back soon with my awesome guest, Dr. Alana. Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for Get Your Better On. I have been struggling with working out. Like total struggle bus, full confession. I know you know how I feel. I don't need one more person to tell me why I need to be exercising because the issue isn't me understanding the importance of it. Something is just getting in the way of me doing it. So today I got up, got on my beloved and really neglected Peloton before I went to the clinic to see patients. I just did 10 minutes. But guess what? You can move the needle with baby steps. Sometimes you just have to do something. So if you're having difficulties with working out or any habit, just start with something small, even if it's only five or 10 minutes. You have to start somewhere. Back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. One of the things I want to make sure we kind of shift into, because I'm glad you underscored the fact that 
if people hadn't experienced something that they thought was trauma that they have by now after the last year, year and a half, because there have been so many things that have been a real, a real and perceived threat to mm-hmm. your safety, safety. Um, which, which has been huge. If you had to kind of narrow down to just a couple of things to say the listeners of things, if if you knew someone had experienced some type of trauma or were, were just dealing with everything that's been going on the last couple of years, what are some of the top things if you had to just give some tips or pearls of wisdom, what would you tell the audience? Mm, good question. The first thing is that we have to stop and study ourselves, like understand this brain and this body, understand these components of ourselves. In particular, our primitive brain It's only six parts of your primitive brain that you really need to get to know in order to understand the basic components of your mental health. <clears throat> and I'll just name them, but I won't go deep into them. Um, but your amygdala we talked about, which is the part of your brain that it it's not just for flight, fight, and freeze, which most people learn about it as part of that fear system, but it also creates excitement and joy, calm, but it never goes off. So just understanding that we always feel emotions, even when we don't know that they're there. You can be numb to them, but that does not mean <clears throat> that you're not having emotions. Every human being has emotions and has an amygdala. So the second system is the reticular activating system, which acts like a filter for your brain, kind of filtering things out of your awareness that is not important and alerting you to things that you it thinks you should pay attention to. Um, but this is programmed by <clears throat> your traumatic experiences more than anything, right? Like, so your brain will start watching for trauma to happen um, and try to protect you from it. But that also means that it's going to highlight negative things for you. And you have to be aware of that. Um, The third one is the somatosensory cortex, which is the part of your brain that registers pain. It doesn't distinguish between physical and emotional pain. It just creates the pain signal. So then the same way someone can hurt you by hitting you or poking you or pinching you, Mm -hmm. people hurt each other with words and with actions, or you can even hurt yourself with how you're thinking about yourself and create real pain inside of you all the way from, you know, uh, uh, throwing out a, a name that might, you know, sting to um, grief that makes you hurt so badly that you want to die. That's how powerful our brain can be. Um, The fourth system is the brain reward system. We love dopamine. The human body is driven in many situations by dopamine. We all have it. Every time you watch an ad on TV, every time you grab your smartphone and you know you you don't need to be looking at the news or social media, but you're, you're not getting off of it, that's because dopamine is a very powerful chemical. We say dopamine is a hell of a drug. Um, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's coming from alcohol or other people or sex or money or jobs or salaries. Dopamine is a huge uh, thing that drives behavior. And then fifth system, mirror neurons. We soak up a lot of 
information, words, labels from our environment, and we apply them to things and treat them as if they are truth. And that can be very damaging. And last is what I call the biochemical matrix. It's the adrenaline, it's the testosterone, it's, it's the cortisol, it's all of these chemicals that flood in our body and make our feelings bigger, longer, deeper, wider. So all of those things, um, having the awareness of that primitive brain can help you regulate when you feel that animal about to come out or you're feeling what symptoms of uh, stress and worry that is coming from that primitive brain. So understanding it and letting yourself uh, have awareness of it, I think is a key to being able to improve your mental health. I know I said a lot, so I'll pause there. Well, thank you so much. You you said a lot, but it was all <laughs> really good stuff because what I heard from it is one of the biggest things is to stop and understand yourself. And I know I, I speak repetitively about how how there's power in the pause. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to to stop. And and then I love going over some of the biology of those six primitive parts of the brain. And and listeners out there, I know it was a lot. So you know you can always come back and listen to that part again, mm -hmm. you know, so that you can get that down. But one of the things I think that gives so much clarity about at least taking a brief moment for the biology is understanding that these trauma responses don't just come out of thin air. It's, mm -hmm. it's not some kind of woo-woo thing that happens to people, that there, mm -hmm. there is some biology behind it. And, and um, I'm not going to guess what Dr. Alana would say next. I get to put my two cents in. <laughs> this is the great thing about having two psychiatrists, is that I think the next thing is, when you start recognizing something is going on to actually get some help because we're giving you this information and Dr. Lana does this great job of laying out this biology, but none of us have the expectation that you put all of this stuff together yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think the the next step is if you recognize something is wrong or you start thinking like, oh, maybe I've been through a lot, that it's it's time to see someone. There are people that get lots and lots of education like us. We all have a lot of education. We had at least four years of college, four years of med school. I know I had four years of residency and two years of subspecialty training. I mean, we have lots and lots of years of education yeah. um, to help you through this. And one of the things I noticed and I'll admit it. On, I'll admit it here. One of my pet peeves is when I'm talking to someone that I'm working with and they're trying to anticipate anything I'm asking or anything I want. Yeah. Because the thing is, is your role is just to be there and let me know what's going on. My role is to put it together and figure it out. Yeah. And it takes some of the pressure off of, of a patient because you don't have to figure it out. That's why all of us got all this education yeah. to help you figure it out. And I think one of the other huge things that we talk about amongst ourselves that I don't think about is talked about as much in the community. And even though, you know, there are a bunch of people with books out, even Oprah, is that a lot of discussions around trauma experiences, a lot of times people focus a lot around PTSD or or post-traumatic mm -hmm. stress disorder proper. But there are a lot of times where people have what we call trauma reactive behavior, which is just a fancy way of saying that they have behavior and feelings 
that are related to past traumas is that there are a lot of, most of the people we see that have trauma reactive behavior don't actually meet criteria for PTSD. So trauma can affect your life, even if you don't have full-fledged PTSD symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the reasons we both think, and I'm making this assumption because I I know you, (laughs) I didn't ask you, is one of the reasons we think this is important is, is trauma is like this, this hidden river running underneath the surface mm-hmm. of any anything doesn't that yeah. that it's very easy to not know it's there so it's mm-hmm. it, it's 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 affecting things and changing things mm-hmm. but if if you're not able to be aware it's going on there one of the biggest things that happens with anxiety in general is a feeling of loss of control and you're not going to feel in control if there are all these things going on underneath the surface that you have no idea they're even happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not in control. That's absolutely, you're not in control. Like your amygdala, I, I jokingly and horrifyingly say that uh, humans are an emotionally incompetent species. I include myself in that. Um, I don't think that anyone can have full awareness of how much their amygdala is doing. Uh, So we're walking amygdalas right now because when you don't have a clear understanding of how those things are pulling you, um, it's making decisions right now. It's talking, it's listening. You you might be feeling like, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. That that's, you, you know, your brain and your amygdala and those primitive systems, they're very loud and you have to, they're, they're such a huge part and such a normalized part of our experience. But because we don't talk enough about mental health, people think that what's going on inside of their brain is, is crazy. They don't want to tell other people. They don't want to reveal it. And as a psychiatrist, I, I feel honored that people tell me sort of what they consider their deepest, darkest secrets. But I'm like, let's break the stigma. If everybody has something, what is the shame in getting help? There's what is the shame of, you know, I'm human on this earth. I have brown skin. The society, a a little more melanin, a little more protein in my hair that makes it curl. And all across society, that's going to set up these traumatic experiences for me that I may not even recognize as traumatic, but they're still hitting me. They're still programming me. I'm still running into these invisible walls that hurt. And and none of the world is set up to acknowledge that these systems are doing this to people. Right. So it is, it, to me, um, when I began to understand and pull myself away from using the labels that I had been taught to categorize people in and just see them as they have this biology, I have this biology is doing a lot of things, what's doing it, and then creating systems that help or, or skills, tools to help myself remember to activate my prefrontal cortex. So that's why talking to someone else like a therapist, a counselor, a psychiatrist, a trained professional can help, they can hear some of the ways that your mind is perceiving whatever you're going through and help you to recognize where you may have blind spots. We all have them. Everyone operates in a state where we treat what we feel as if it's a fact of life. Like my version of reality is the reality. And then we battle with other people for them to agree with our experience. 
so we're in constant conflict about just the most basic components of what is truth or not. <laughs> that's a that's a dangerous place to be. Stay tuned for more Better with Dr. Erica with my phenomenal guest, Dr. Alana Curry. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to the Better Tip of the Week. Mental health does not have to be do-it-yourself. Don't be afraid to actually speak to a professional. There are plenty of people out there that trained years and years, like me, to be able to help you. So don't be on the struggle bus unnecessarily because you're trying to fix yourself. Sometimes it's great to get a little help. So I want to encourage you, if you're feeling out of sorts or that one podcast won't do it or one more Brene Brown book won't do it or one more Super Soul Sunday won't do it, actually see someone that's trained to help you. Back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. In the midst of all of this self-awareness and understanding your thoughts and understanding your feelings and your behaviors. Yeah. Um, is there so much power in our self-talk, which, you know, as yes. I've discussed before, as part of the better seven, those seven essential areas of life that you need to really be better, do better and live better. And it's amazing how trauma and these perceptions of your environment can significantly significantly impact your self-talk. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power of when you start having more self-awareness, which a lot of times comes with some additional professional help. Yes. Practice work. Yes. Psychological work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You start doing that work and you'll find that you have kinder language to yourself, Mm -hmm. that you have language for yourself that is more loving, more Mm -hmm. encouraging and, and more affirming. So I feel like it just cuts so many different areas of your lives just starting to have enough awareness to be able to see that there is a problem, which then leads to getting some help. But I know we we did spend some time talking about how there are just a lot of things going on globally and, and nationally that are rather traumatic. And yeah. we have the wonderful world of the pandemic, all of the white supremacy and racial injustice, all just all of the things going on right now. I, I know you're a mom, <laughs> you know, you're a doctor, you do do some other business pursuits. How can you tell the people a couple of things that you feel like have been helpful or key that you do to somehow balance all of these things and actually survive in this pandemic? Yes, I use my own skills. I use this the program that I created um, is was is really about turning on the prefrontal cortex, which is the most evolved part of your brain. It's the part right there behind your forehead. I I knock on I reset every every morning, every day, probably multiple times a day. I use the love skill, which helps me activate empathy for myself and for other people. And I realized that we need help with um, getting into that space. So the acronyms um, in the trauma recovery program are designed to help you kind of get out of that space because the default is the primitive, like, you know, look at this world. Everybody's crazy. I don't like my this. This, you know, um, worst possible case scenario is that. 
Um, so the love skill is L, listen and look with suspended judgment, right? My brain is going to present a version of reality to me based on how I've been programmed to think. But I know that I can, um, that my brain will edit and twist things. And we all have that kind of dark lens on how we think about things. So that listening and look with suspended judgment means I honor that my version of reality is not the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. observe the emotions inside of myself and other people. I try to actually put words to it. Like I'm feeling anxious today or jealous, embarrassed, um, uh, you know, sad or whatever, space I'm feeling, and then really be intentional about recognizing what is the other person's emotional state? Not what do I assume it is, but what can I, uh, what can I recognize from how they're, they're, what they're presenting? The V is validate the differing (laughs) yet equal beliefs of the the parties involved, because um, I'm not going to probably agree with everybody. In fact, this is most important to use when it's a person that believes way different than me. Mm -hmm. And I have to make myself remember um, how to be effective in conversation with people, especially the ones who are on a different side of any fence from where I stand. And then E, express yourself effectively, creator. Choose better words, Alana. Choose better (laughs) facial expression and demeanor, you know, choose a different coping tool. Don't go get in that ice cream when you can get your dopamine from a workout. You know, like I, I really focused, started um, pulling my mind's eye off of what other people are doing and focusing on what I have full control over, which is me. And then putting like loving measures in place so that I build my healthy and then people who can participate in my healthy get to be in my space. My, you know, find my own peace and joy and setting boundaries to make sure that I'm letting myself grow, make mistakes, learn how to apologize, but using my skills every day to power myself into the internal world that I'd like to have and focusing on building my business. So I'm teaching people about how they can create their own world. Because I truly believe that that's how you get to peace in a world. Like right now we have chaos. <laughs> we have war, we have violence. But I do think it's possible for all of us to do some internal work that can change that. And I believe in an instant when we just, when we learn how to regulate this animal that we're driving. Can I just say how much I love all of that? And number one, I love the fact that you teach something that you actually practice and do yourself. So it's kind of like you're you're a constant reminder that it works because you do it and you use it. You know, you didn't catch catching trauma though. Catching trauma. I just want to be clear that I'm as I'm catching it. (laughs) I'm trying. That's why I tell people this is not doctor patient. This is. Um, educator, student, but it's also human to human. You have anatomy that you have to wrestle and you don't even know you have it. I at least know that I have to wrestle mine so I can be gentle with anybody because this is like how, you know, people used to think that we, that everything revolved around the earth. And then they, they murdered people thousands of years ago for saying that the earth was not the center of the universe. And now we're like, oh yeah, we're the third rock around the sun. We're shooting billionaires off into space. 
it, it's an accepted thing, but we haven't accepted that we're one human race. We haven't accepted that we migrated out of Africa and we have a bunch of different ethnicities and expression of the same uh, animal. So it looks different and it might have a different language, but it's all, everybody's dealing with the same stuff. Everybody's got things in their life that traumatize them. And only them, only they have full control over their own mind and what it's doing at any given time. So that's what I tell people to focus on. I love it. And I, I love how integral self-talk is in this. I, I just totally love it. And I I love it's, I keep saying love so much, but I love that there's a love skill. That's what we need. <laughs> I, I, I totally love it. So, you know, I know you're mentioning all of these skills and they sound like there are such skills that I think more people could benefit from. Mm-hmm. Where can people learn these skills? Do you have any programs or, or things that the audience can can find so that Absolutely. they can work on their empathy and their yes. love skills and their trauma? Come, 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 come on in the room. Hey, come on. Um, I have the Trauma Recovery Academy. You can find it at traumarecoveryacademy.com. And that is where I've created... Um, some coursework that helps people to understand what is going on in their brain. There's a free course called Primitive Brain Systems. And that is just a, you know, kind of five minute quick run through for each system. And then if you sign up for the Academy, the membership bundle is $97 a month. And you have access not only to Master Your Trauma, which is a 30 minute film that helps to really reinforce trauma in a very visual way. But you also can take a deep dive into my signature program, Empathy Skills Practice for Traumatized Humans, which is a deeper dive into how these brain systems affect you and skills that can help you really to control that inner <laughs> that inner animal, wrestle your amygdala, <clears throat> excuse me, is one of the things that I say often. So definitely people can sign up. And the only way that they can uh, work with me directly is to come to our monthly uh, skills coaching group every third Thursday. So that's part of the trauma recovery membership. So don't call me. <laughs> don't ask me if you can be my patient. No, you cannot because I'm retired. Um, but you can come learn from me. And I'm happy to help you apply the skills that you learn in the educational videos to real life scenarios. Listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there and we'll be back after a message from our sponsors. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. So before we wrap this thing all the way up, I have some speed round questions. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, and let me know if one of these doesn't apply because I don't know your whole life story. Okay. Yet. Yeah, no problem. What is the best lesson you learned from your father? Mm, to do my best in everything. Just operate in excellence. Not perfection, but excellence. 
Oh, I love that you said excellence, not perfection. I'm an excellentist. <laughs> <laughs> the next one thing is, what's one thing you do that is free for self-care? Ooh, I love music. So I find the most inspiring songs that I can find and I put them on and I just zone in, not out, mm-hmm. zone in to like the divinity in myself, just the fact that people can make these sounds and make joyful noises. So dancing, singing, music, that is my my fix. Oh, I love it. Um And the next thing is, what's something about you that most people don't know? Doesn't have to be from their skeleton closet. Yeah, no, I mean, I what people probably don't know is that even though I love doing this, I really want to be retired. Like I want to work <laughs> myself out of a job. I do not want anybody calling me in in their crisis. I want to give them the information about what's happening inside of them, so that all seven billion of us can just make better decisions, and I can retire and enjoy my life. So. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And the last one is, what's something that you wished your parents would have done differently? Mm, co-parent better after divorce. Okay. Mm-hmm. Learn how to get past their um, you know, negative feelings about each okay. other, understandably, and be able to really uh, come together a little better for my brother and I. But you know, we good now. We work through it. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I know we're getting to the end of the episode, even though I know I don't want it to end because I don't want to finish spending quality time with you, but we all have a million things going on in our schedule. So beyond the fact that I don't want my listeners just here forever, because I know they're busy, is I know we all have <laughs> appointments later, so I can't, I have hard stops because I still have patience to see. Yes. But I'd like to ask you, do you have any final thoughts or takeaway for the, takeaways for the people? Yes. Um, trauma hurts. Empathy heals. It's, it's, it's fairly simple, really straightforward. Um, applying empathy intentionally by choice as a skill for yourself and for other people will bear fruit, period. Okay. Um, I need a mic drop right now. Yes, for real, for real, for real. I mean, so, so, so since you have all of the wisdom, where can the people find you? The people can find me on social media. Facebook is my primary outlet, but I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, all the stuff. But you can join my free Facebook group, Why People, where I drop some tidbits on a regular basis. And you can sign up for the Trauma Recovery Academy and get all this good, juicy learning (laughs) and all this love um, and this information so that you can start your trauma journey with me. I am so loving that. And all of you out there, if you're driving, you're riding your bike, you're on a walk or just something that you don't have something to write things down with. All of this information is in the episode description, so yes. it's still there for you. So, so don't get anxious thinking you missed it. You gotta, li- you know, I love it if you listen to the whole episode over, but you don't have to. The information will be there. The first thing I want to just do is give a humongous thank you to Dr. Alana for making time out of her busy schedule and prioritizing this time with with myself and with you. So, first, I got to say. 
Thank you, Dr. Lana. Yay! The next is, thanks, Dr. Lana, for being the first psychiatrist that came on here with me. Thank you. Thank you for the honor. Oh, you're very welcome. And thanks to all of you listeners out there that trust me, trust my show, trust my guests enough to listen to us and have us close enough to you that you have us in your ears. So thank you so much for that grace. If I have to say what my one takeaway is, is beware that trauma shows up in so many forms Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be the biggest event on the planet. And just as we experience loss and you may talk to somebody and you know, their parents died 15 years ago and it still hurts, is that for the average person, the effects of trauma continue over years and years and it can have the effect like the pebble Mm -hmm. in the creek or the pond where it just keeps throwing out little cute little water circles that change everything. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to get sci-fi, like the butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage people that as you're on this journey to be better, do better and live better, that you start listening to yourself and what your inside voice is telling you about your experiences. So that, as we said earlier, if you've experienced something that feels like trauma, because there are things just like with any experience that I give an example of some people run, they run till they fall out and they feel great. Some people run 10 steps and hate it. Is that someone, you could put a people in a room with five people that had the same experience and they qualitatively have a different subjective experience. Um, so none of us can tell you something is too small to impact you or too big. So I just want to encourage everyone out there that as, as you start realizing the roles that trauma may play in your life, that you seek the appropriate help to help you move through that trauma. I don't say past because I feel Mm -hmm. like past is a misnomer. It's kind of like someone saying you should get over the fact that somebody died. You don't get over it. You just find a way to live through it. Mm -hmm. Is to get the actual professional help you need. And with that, I also want to say that coaches are wonderful. I have lots of coaches, but um, a coach is not a therapist, a coach. And psychiatrists also do therapy too. So I don't want to always go like therapist or psychiatrist because sometimes they're one and the same. But coaches aren't there to treat your mental health needs. Just wanted to say it out there. I, I, I If you could see Dr. Alana making faces in front of this. Yes, yes. Uh, I love coaches. I have lots of coaches. But coaching is, um, and coaching is important too when you want to address specific things. But there really is um, something different about working with someone um, trained and skilled in mental health techniques and ways of helping you connect the dots like never before. So um, the sad part about it is that there's not enough mental health practitioners um, and access to people. So mm-hmm. you guys have a dope woman. Dr. Dr. Erica is just amazing in what she does. And I'm just excited people can access you. 
Oh, thank you. And you're amazing too. And see, we, we got like a reprise. <laughs> we got an encore. Um, but I, I just wanted to put that out there and I got a couple things to wrap up and then you all are out. The first is if you heard something that really resonated with you is don't be afraid to go back and listen to the episode again. This episode had a lot kind of in it. So I want to encourage you, if you feel the need or you feel inspired, just go back and listen to it. Um, The next thing is if you know someone that needs this information, because this is information that so many people out there need and I feel like can make a difference in their lives, please don't let this be the best kept secret. Please share this, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with other people you know, your Uber driver, your Lyft driver, all that kind of stuff, because the way we put Alana out, Dr. Alana out of business is that we get our trauma lives together. And, you know, when you get your trauma life together, that puts you also in a better place to have more meaningful and deeper social connections and interpersonal relationships. And at the end of the day, we are all social creatures, no matter how introverted you are, is that one of the biggest things trauma robs people of is human connection. So one of the things you can get back by actually addressing your trauma is being able to have meaningful connections. I know this was supposed to be the wrap up and I just keep going on tangents. I just felt it in my spirit. I had to say that. Um, The other thing is I would really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) That would make me feel really good. Um, Also, that allows you to be up on everything we do. You'll get notifications. You don't have to worry about trying to figure out what day, even though new episodes release on Tuesday mornings. And that's pretty predictable. But I just want to let you know about that. Um, So we're talking about sharing, follow and subscribe. And the last thing is I would really appreciate if you could toss me in a five-star rating, please, and review because that allows me to, number one, know what's resonating, how you feel when you listen to this podcast. It also allows me to be able to get more good content for you. And as we're growing and on this journey together, my goal is for this podcast to continue to grow and get even better and better. And I really want to be able to meet your needs. Last couple of housekeeping things, as we said, new episodes drop on Tuesday mornings. Please stay tuned. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm here to help put you back into your life. I know you're busy and you're giving and giving and giving, but I appreciate you taking this time to give something to yourself. So give yourself a big hug. Continue to take care of yourself. And until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now, don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible. But I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit.
there's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.